0: Hello. And before I jump in, I want to let you know that the Money Medicine Clinic podcast is sponsored by my private members club, the Abundance Clinic membership. We cover all sorts of things in there to do with money, mindset, um, budgeting, saving, investing, You know, getting yourself insurances in places, all sorts of golden nuggets of wisdom and content and tools and checklists in there for you to use to help you with your finances and feel so much better about money the ladies in there are absolutely gorgeous and they are all in there to help you as well and we we cheer each other on to get through into the next level of what it is that we're trying to achieve so i really hope you come and join us Um, there is a special offer running between the 1st of April to the 18th of April, 2021. And this is a free copy of my 28 day manifesting challenge. Now this is only available to people that are in the membership. So if you join between those two dates, you'll receive a copy of it. Absolutely free. And it's usually hundred pounds to buy. So. Come and join us. Now is the, the right time to do it. It's 50% off for the first month. So you'll get in for $23 rather than 47 And yeah, you'll get access to all of these amazing things and all the live trainings that I do and all of support from everybody else as well as the 28-Day Manifesting Challenge as well. So let's get on with the episode and I'll catch up with you again soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <music> Okay so everybody this is another one of those interview um, type podcasts that I'm putting out um, because I want you to hear from people who are doing the work, they're they're looking at their money, they're asking themselves all the hard questions and doing the, the hard things that need to happen and in the hopes that this is actually going to inspire you. Yeah, so I'm, I'm asking people from my community to come in and, and talk. So I've got the lovely Simone with me. So she's going to tell you all about herself and, and then we'll, we'll dive into some questions. Is that all right, Simone?
1: Perfect, yes.
0: Lovely, right, go for it. Tell everybody who you are. My name is
1: Simone. I
0: am a, do I say middle-aged?
1: When are you middle-aged? I'm 46. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty middle aged, isn't it? I'm exactly middle aged. <laughs> wow. I don't look it, but hey, you can't sit here <laughs> and you can't argue. Uh, but I, uh, I live, I'm alone. I'm uh, single, never been married, got no kids. I come from a big family. I currently live in London, but I'm from originally from the West Midlands. Um, and I work, I'm currently lucky enough to have a full time job as an office manager for a medium-sized company um that's it that's my introduction
0: awesome okay no I love that when you first started doing all of this you did the money archetypes quiz didn't you yes so what did you what did you get from that
1: um going through the questions was uh, interesting I always find um, those type of uh, surveys really challenging because mm. it gives you time to think and I never I don't think my my answers are every as um correct as they should be because i overthink them. Yes. I came out as um the highest was alchemist, Alchemist. that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um which I've always I really do resonate with that because I've always felt that I do have this um innate ability to attract things to me. So even though things aren't as good as they should be or exactly how they should be I never worry all that much because something always happens to get me through it or appear from nowhere, um, which wasn't expected. That's got me through to the end of the month, paid off a bill, or something like that. And it's, it's almost as if I magic it into my life somehow. So, um, having the alchemist arch- um, archetype as my um, prominent one actually was like, yeah, that's it. I'm magic.
0: It's true. <laughs> Oh, and I love it. Like, Alchemist is not in my top three. And I, oh, I really wish it was. So it's awesome that that's your top one. And and you're right, you can just bring things in that you need. Um, so I love that you resonate with it as well. I love that you actually really enjoy that. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's it's um a unique way to look at things because you
1: you just carry on regardless, don't you? You just go and about the daily stuff. But when somebody shines a light on it, or if you have a reason to really focus on it, you think to yourself, "Oh yeah." Now you think about it, that actually happens quite often for me. Hmm. Oh, it's something that's in in, in me. Wow, that's really eye opening um, and and powerful because you can attempt to use it to your advantage as a, as opposed to not being aware of it and just letting it happen to you
0: yeah yeah absolutely and that's the whole point of doing the the quiz is so that you can have that awareness of what it is that you do so you can manage money in your own unique way so um right on the top on the subject of money then what's your what's your earliest memory of money like what was the first thing you remembered about money i've
1: tried to think about this in in I come from a single parent um, family and uniquely my um, main caregiver was my father. He was a single parent. Now, Mm -hmm. if you think about that, 46 years ago, that's it's it's not um, it's definitely more commonplace now for a man to be the main caregiver. But 46 years ago, that was not. Mm. Place. Um, he worked very hard and, I, as I said, I, came from, I come from a big family, I've got several, lots of siblings. I'm the youngest, so I'm very spoilt, it's not my fault. <laughs> um, and so my, my earliest, uh, earliest memories are money wasn't um, the main focus in the family, it wasn't uh, something that we had in abundance, but it wasn't something that we missed. You know, um, being in the family, having the family, and, and getting through our lives was basically our focus, um, and money didn't seem to play part of that. Randomly, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, um, as a child, you you just existing. You don't know the value of anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it, I um, I suppose one of the the first times was going to school and realizing that at school kids had different things that I had.
0: Yeah.
1: But I, it didn't bother me. Um, I did, I don't think it bothered me overtly negatively because I still enjoyed myself. I still had a childhood and lots of love and lots of laughter. So mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't think to myself, Oh, what is me? I haven't got this um, material thing that they have. Yeah. Um, so I guess um I, there was other value put on other things as opposed to material things and money so i think that's my first memory of you know the world doesn't revolve around money
0: yeah 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 okay now that's a, it's, it's um it's a positive way of looking at it as well and it's it can easily slip into the well money there's no point worrying about money because you know that's not what it's all about but actually it, that can then hold you back in some ways as well, can't it? Because you, you actually do need money to be able yeah. to do things. I think
1: maybe that feeds into the why I am an alchemist, because of that whole, you know, if money isn't something to worry about and you'll always get by, guess what happens in my life? I don't worry about so much money and I always get by. Mm. So I think perhaps that's what's empowered that kind of archetype within me, because it was never at the forefront of, you know, At any point of my existence, money hasn't really been, you know, the driver. I'm not saying I don't need money and I don't want money and I don't like money. I love money. (laughs) Uh, Give me more money, please. Um, But yeah, it's always um, been just the thing that facilitates other stuff, not the thing that, you know, I don't try and get money I try and have money to do other stuff so
0: yeah 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 and that's that's perfect That's you know we have the money for the experiences for the life we want not money for the sake of money because what's the point of having stacks of money you know yeah. without it having a purpose so yeah okay that makes sense so do you think then that your dad had a big influence on the way that you manage money now um
1: it's that's, that's a difficult one because um I really don't Think I have any um, stand down to influences, and that's why I'm trying to carve that out for myself now. Mm. That's why I'm, you know, going on um, this journey with you because it's never been something that I considered. And, and then one day it's like, girl, what's going on? You gotta, you know, you're getting old. You look good, but you're getting old. You gotta <laughs> sort yourself out. Um, and that's you know because there's been no um, massive kind of um, influence in that way so I'm trying to be my own influence
0: mm. whether
1: that means you know that my dad's influence was a stand back driver you know a backseat driver always making sure things happen so I was never never worried or conscious of it and that's what he saw as his role I think that's probably what happened mm. you know my dad it is definitely the type of person that would um, chop off his arm, give it away, and then wonder why he's got two pairs—you know, two hands of a glove. Because you've just given away one of your limbs. Um, but it's yeah. So yeah, he he he. This was the backseat driver of it all. So never really a forefront influence. But I guess that in his ways of influence
0: okay that makes it it makes sense I mean we don't always adopt what our caregivers teach you know I'm very case in point of that I'm the opposite to what my parents taught me to do so sometimes we do and and it's interesting to explore that a little bit so if they don't like spending money or if they they spend too much and you follow that then fine but you're forging your own path and and that's cool, too, because we don't often talk about it with our friends or anything, do we? It's it's so hard to be open yeah. sometimes.
1: Yeah, um, I'm lucky. I've got a few close friends that I'm um, happy to have the conversation about money with. But it's, you know, like you say, it's not on the top ten list of things to talk about when you do get together with your friends. Yeah. Um, so what I find um is now that I'm paying attention to my money and paying attention to my finances it's easier to engage people in a a conversation because I'm like have you heard of this new thing that I didn't know of before because I've been doing this journey with you and they're like no what is that and then that brings on a conversation so I think um I'm don't you know like most people you know money can be a taboo subject but i think it's easier to bring into the conversation when you're learning about new things or mm. you're simply just asking do you do you invest and they're like oh yeah and you're like do you
0: mm. how
1: and then that you know or or um have you got a pension or how much do you save things like that i you know i i can ask those questions as opposed to you know do you do you do you earn enough? Do your ends meet? I think that's more of a taboo yeah. question to ask. But you know, do you know about these different ways of doing things? Is an easier way to open the door to the question, you know, to that conversation.
0: Yeah, no, I like that. I like I like that that thinking actually. It's you're right, the the it's the shame around, oh I'm in debt, or it's the shame around my money doesn't f- cover all my bills or or whatever, or I don't know what I'm doing. That's more difficult to talk about than the do you, yeah, do you invest, do you save, what do you do, how do you do it kind of thing, yeah. so yeah, it makes a lot of sense, so what do you think so far then um, has helped you the most when it's come, when it comes to your money, like what's the biggest thing that you've learned so far, I mean I know we're always learning, but what have you learned so far?
1: I guess um, to treat it like it's a, you know, um, your mini business for yourself, Um, and not to take it for granted because um, like any aspect of life and this is what I'm learning in the big picture everything needs attention paid to it at some point Um, a little you know housekeeping every now and again Um, and because I haven't paid much attention to my money yes the initial housekeeping is like anything if you leave your house messy for several maybe 46 years when you do get around to cleaning it up, guess what? It's gonna take a whole load of cleaning up. Mm-hmm. But then once you've done that exercise, then it's just to make sure you um, don't leave it. But you come back to it every now and again, and any anytime you have any changes, or anytime you know um, something fortuitous happens, like um, I mentioned to you the other day that I. So blessed that where I work has managed to give us a bonus this year, and you know, unplanned. Um, so now I have my emergency fund in place. The first, the first level to my emergency fund, and um, that would have taken me several months to to line up. But now I've got that first run on that ladder. Um, but I don't want to take my eye off that ball because I want to keep building onto it to make sure it actually is something that is a true emergency fund that keeps me, you know, stable if something happens that's unplanned. So, um, yeah, it's this um, it's a constant housekeeping gives you the stability and the flexibility you want. Yeah, By not having that practice means you find yourself just going from. Or kind of problem to problem scenario scenario where you don't have that control because you're like oh gosh I've got to all of a sudden find money for a MOT I've got to all of a sudden find money because my tv's broke whereas you'd be like oh yeah I can, I can pay for that and then I can pay myself back and things like that just makes life less roller coaster like
0: yes 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 I love that and that's that's also a, a really great lesson for an alchemist because Life can be a roller coaster, can't it? It can be that, I haven't got enough money. Bang, the money arrives. Oh my god, I haven't got enough money, and the money arrives, and it's like constant. Yeah. Ah, what's going on, kind of thing. So, what you've just demonstrated is how you've used your your alchemist. This unexpected money is like landed, but you've put it to good use. You've actually borrowed the essence of, say, an accumulator, and you've. Mm-hmm. You've put it as your emergency fund. I mean, would that have been different before you learned this stuff? Would you have done, what would you have done with that money?
1: Well, the other, the other part of this whole experience is is that I've been just constantly thinking of how to spend it. <laughs> <laughs> so that, you know, I've, I've called a very close friend and says, I'm giving you my emergency fund. Keep it away from me. And unless it's a true emergency, do not release it. Um, and he's like, well, what do you? What's a you know an emergency? And I'm like, well, not shoes, not a handbag, <laughs> not not an event like a, you know holiday. A, a holiday or something. That's not emergency. You know what an emergency is? Goes, yes, I do. I do. I just wanted to make sure that you understood what an emergency was. And I'm like, don't teach me back, go away. Um, so like uh, I've tried to. I always, if I do get any money, I have this habit of, right, try and put something down for the long term. um, Do something useful, like buy things that you need and then do something frivolous. I always, I I try and, you know, like, um, I think there's an archetype that matches that kind of like thing. And so there is an element of that in me. So I try and do that. But I swear I've just, I wake up every day going, hmm, I could buy this. I I I, I need this. if I can live without it, but I still would like it. It's it's a lot of hard work being in my head.
0: Yes, but then that's (laughs) that's the fact you're aware of it. You know, if you weren't aware of it, aware of it, you would have spent the money by now. You would have done something about it. So, yeah, the first a thousand pound emergency fund is is sometimes often the hardest bit because you've got to be okay with having that money sat around yeah and then you've got to be okay with having a little bit more money sat around a little bit more money sat around and eventually you you, get, you just get used to it. it's your new normal now and you couldn't imagine yeah. not being with it so yeah, yeah. that's great i love that <laughs> <laughs> so i love the fact you also have the same battle in your head sometimes uh, yeah i completely agree with that one um okay so if you could now educate your 18 year old self so what what would be the the lesson that you'd want your eighteen-year-old self to to have learned,
1: I guess, um, to develop the habit of saving. Like you've just said, you know, um, learning to be comfortable with that thousand pound put down is something that I'm having to to teach myself now. Mm. I wouldn't be in that place if my eighteen-year-old self was putting away maybe just a fiver or something small. But as time went on, it got bigger. Um, and just to d- develop that muscle um, yeah. and to also just, you know, there, there is, you know, a midterm and a long term plan and to try and put yourself in that those shoes and have that yeah. um, be like, well, what do I want to do in the short term? Maybe in the short term, I want to go on a holiday. So I'll start saving for that. What do I I want to do in a midterm? I want to buy something quite sufficient, maybe where it was a car or something like that. Not for me. I haven't passed my test and I don't drive, but I'm using a car because people understand cars. But that would be a midterm plan. And a long-term plan, you know, maybe um, something more substantial house or whatever. And and kind of think in that way. I think those two lessons would have been, Great at 18 to to um you know or even just the, the fact that yeah you're 18 you're young your life's ahead of you exactly that your life is ahead of you what does that mean money wise
0: mm.
1: you know um we've talked about in the group quite often about pensions things like that when you're 18 and you're and all that stuff you don't think about that you don't think about pensions and stuff but it'd be useful to be like yeah think about that think about planning for the long term and planning for a life when you're not 18 anymore what does that look like for you yeah Get that type of stuff
0: yeah and it's, it's so important isn't it we can see it's so important whether or not an 18 year old sees it as important is another thing but it's if you just knew if oh if we could just tell ourselves that mm we've got all that time then haven't we to build up this amazing future fund i mean you don't even have to call it retirement or pension it's like it's just your fun money for when you don't want to work anymore this is your fun exactly cop, you know? i
1: you know that if we could change the um terminology around certain things i think it'd be way more powerful mm-hmm. if we could look at it's like um i see things on different social media platforms where they um are poking fun at what is um, taught in schools and the value of it as opposed to what you need to be a successful adult in life mm. and you know things like that about money pensions investing savings and stuff budgeting how mm. to run a household how to how to do anything is not it's not addressed at school mm. but yet there this is supposed to be the thing that propels you out into the world yeah. you know it's it's like yeah but thanks for long equations great you know what I mean but could have done with a different type of math class that actually give me the life skills that I need anything, you know that I could use in the real world yeah. that would be helpful
0: yeah and this this is why we all need to to do this it's all you know schools are so overburdened aren't they with so much stuff they've got to do this and that and you know it can be I, I can see it's really hard for them to be able to do that so it's I can understand why it hasn't happened to any great extent. Mm. No, it's I, see what you,
1: no, I see what you mean it is like that it's also um, steeped in so much history of really shining the light on what it is that they do teach whether it's relevant yes yeah and and I think if you to add more to what the curriculum is isn't isn't doable.
0: No.
1: To yeah. look at the curriculum and be honest about what's of value and to remove some stuff, then I think that is, you can balance it out Those there. Balances, yeah. But yeah. we're such, you know, as a nation, we're so traditional in everything. <laughs> you know, what's wrong with what's been done for 150 years? Doesn't mean it was right when it started. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's right now just because we've always done it doesn't mean it should always be done. Um, And I think that's a personal lesson that I'm uh, learning, especially with money. Just because I've always been this way doesn't mean it's the right way. It just means that that's how I did it. Yeah. Next, let's move on and learn other things. And I think that's what we're not doing in the different systems. We're not adapting to what would be better for us now
0: yeah oh i love that that's a really great way to finish i think so it's it's (laughs) adapting changing learning and being okay with not getting it right all the time because we can't be perfect can we we can't be perfect all the time so it's it's just knowing better doing better doing your best and just keep moving forward even if it's steps
1: it's a, it, is, it is a journey, and that's where I find it easier to um, do it in bite-sized chunks, and know that my journey is different from everyone's and everyone else's, and just like have been able to laugh at myself. Well, look what I've been doing, okay. Now I know to do something better. I'll do this now, and then I'm sure in two to three years' time I'll be like, oh, I can't believe I was doing that. I'll do this now, and it's all it's you know you're evolving all the time.
0: Yeah. Oh, love it. Thank you so much for being here and for taking the time to, to chat to me. And I really hope that people listening get some great nuggets of wisdom from what you've said and, and are inspired as well. So thank you very much. That's a pleasure. Thank you. And there we go. What an amazing story that was. I really hope you enjoyed it. And as a reminder, if you would like to be featured on my podcast and you'd like to be interviewed and have your money story as inspiration for others, then please get in touch. Info at thefeebamoneydoctor.com. And let's have a chat. Take care. Bye bye.